Can you feel the tension in the air right now? I know I can. I can feel it all the way down in my plums. What up? Joel here, The Bash Report. July 8th, 2021. Seems like the COVID stuff finally started calming down, and now we've got like Delta, Epsilon, Zeta, Theta, Phi, Slamma, Jamma variations. So keep yourself safe out there. I know they'll probably have another 17 vaccines lined up for you. So if you're scared, sorry, I didn't mean to get political, but stoked not to have to wear a mask everywhere. Um, I hope you're stoked too. It seemed like it was a lot of, a lot of freedom out there this last week. And I hope you all had a great 4th of July. I hope you were safe. I didn't fish a whole lot, but I did a lot of eating and a lot of imbibing. It was great. Hope you all had a great one with your friends and family. We got a good podcast here. Got a damn good podcast here. Because topwater season is upon us, right? In all forms. We got the frogs. You got the ploppers, the choppers, the choppos, uh, the buzz baits, and everything in between. We got Brandon Yang, Mike Brabick, and Eli Yanov. All coming on, talk about different areas of the of the state, from Clear Lake to the Delta to Don Pedro. Yes, we're giving Ryan Cook a week off. He deserves it. Short week. He has his own show on Wednesdays. Uh, and Brandon was good enough to come on and talk about how he was kind of breaking apart Don Pedro. Not something that we've talked about in a while. So really good stuff, and I enjoyed talking to him. So I'm looking forward uh, for all of you to listen to that one. I don't have much else. If you can, please uh, follow us on Instagram. If you don't, tell a friend about the show. We're almost to a thousand. Once we get to a thousand, we got a pretty cool giveaway lined up. I just want to give this stuff away at this point. So they're like third. We're like twenty nine away. So get us to a thousand so I can give some cool stuff away. And there's there's been some great uh, great brands that have donated some cool stuff. I didn't go like begging hat in hand. I really was looking for like some really cool stuff. Maybe they don't do very often and uh, more than willing to pay. And I am doing that in some case. In some cases, Brandon's like, hey, no, I'm going to send it to you because I appreciate you. And I appreciate you as well. So into that spiel, I think that's it. Uh, go rate us on uh, Apple Podcast app. Go do that if you haven't yet. It helps. Here we go. Starting it off, Mike Brabick of Brabick Buzzbeats. All right, all right. We got Mike Brabick on the phone. It's not Brabeck, ladies and gentlemen. For all that you've heard, it's Brabick. Mike, thanks for joining us. I appreciate having me on. Yeah, man. And everyone who knows who who listens to this this podcast i love throwing the buzz bait and in the last six months or so maybe before that um i think it was it was earlier i remember when i ordered uh i think i talked to you and you're like oh you're getting ready early and i was like well i wanted to try new buzz baits and so um definitely wanted to go with something that was more local i've been trying to do that with a lot of the the baits that i use and I really like the way they're, they're built. They're strong. They hold up. Uh, so I wanted to have you on, and I'm so glad you're here. Can you give us a quick intro about yourself, 
how you kind of started the whole thing? Yeah, no, appreciate it. Yeah. Uh, so my name's Mike Bravick, not Bravick, <laughs> as uh, many like to say. Um, currently living in Discovery Bay. I'm not on the water, but, you know, I'm close enough. Um, so the whole buzzbait thing started about 10 or 12 years ago with my dad, which uh, many many Clear Lake people know is uh, Dave Bravick, the former owner of uh, Clear Lake Outdoors. Mm-hmm. He, uh, you know, he loved... So I'll give you a little history lesson on the buzz bait. The uh, Blue Fox used to make a double buzz like 25, 30 years ago. Blue Fox. Yeah, I actually have one signed by Roland Martin in the garage. Awesome. Um, so my dad loved it. They, they discontinued it over 20 years ago, and that's what he based his initial measurements and like design off of the Blue Fox and then fine-tuned it with some help of some buddies. And, uh, you know, the rest is history. Yeah. And so you, and you've kind of taken on the, the mantle now you, you build them all, correct? Correct. Yeah. So he, uh, he sold the store and fully, fully retired, uh, about two, three years ago. Could be, could be off a little bit on that. But, uh, when he retired, you know, he, he took all the stuff home cause he was building them in the store while he was, you know, just working and, you know, in between customers and, just selling them through the store, never online or anything, just all word of mouth. And, uh, mm-hmm. so when he retired, I, I said, dad, like, you know, what are you going to do? Like do, people are going to keep asking you for them. So, you know, he came down to my house. He, he still lives up clear Lake and, um, came to the house and brought everything to me. And we kind of just did like a crash course over a course of a, a weekend. And I, uh, you know, learned how to build them step by step with his instruction. And, uh, just uh, kind of just created the social media stuff, and that's just, I guess it's been about two years now. So, And then last year when the pandemic hit, I, I created my own website and started selling them, you know, mm-hmm. through uh, through my website, and yeah, it's been awesome. Yeah, which is where which is where I first bought uh, the first couple that, that I've been using, and um, you know, this is, I've wanted to do this for a while, like have uh, local California bait makers on, but I'm really wanted to, you know, it's just been recently that I've been really trying to do that more. And, and you were one of the first ones that I was like, okay, well, I love throwing the buzz bait. I really got to give him a shot. And I'm really glad I did. Um, I was throwing it way early in the season. I'm, I'm one of those people. I'll, I'll just throw it early here and there. And, um, sometimes it works out, you know, that, that buzz bait, I've got a lot of confidence in it. And mm-hmm. especially now with yours, I have a lot of confidence in that. And I throw it in places that maybe other people wouldn't. <laughs> I, and I, I beat yeah. that, I beat the heck out of it. And, and it, it doesn't stop, man. It doesn't stop ticking. So what, um, have you right. done anything since, since you took over to kind of change it up at all? So, you know, I, I make a single buzz as cause I, and then, you know, that's a whole nother thing. I know we talked the other day and we, we definitely got to get you to try that double buzz. Mm-hmm. I know you're a single buzz guy. No, I'm, I'm, but, uh, I'm all about it. I can't wait. <laughs> so, yeah. So the single buzz, you know, I just make it whatever. And then the double, the, the standard double buzz half ounce, I have not changed at all from my dad's, you know, initial plans. Mm-hmm. He, he has it dialed in. Um, I use the same wire gauge, same everything that he used from day one. Um, now last year, my buddy Greg Bunting came over and we did, I mean, we spent probably four or five hours doing some fine tuning on the new baby double buzz. 
and uh, you know, tweaking it in the garage. Mm-hmm. All right, let's tie it up, go out to my pool, throw it around, and um, you know, just in a in a basically in one night, we we got that one dialed up, and that's when I released that. It was actually a year ago last week. Um, the baby double, and, and that one was. What's the weight on that? That's a quarter ounce. Oh wow! Okay. So the quarter ounce head. Um, I use the, their size small blades, whereas the half ounce uses a size large. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know the, I don't know the weight on them, but, uh, same, same wire gauge, same everything else, but just, uh, smaller blades. And then I just had to do the math on, you know, okay, I'm going from half ounce to quarter ounce. So then I did the math on the wire lengths and all that nerdy stuff. And, mm-hmm. <laughs> and, uh, it seems to be, uh, you know, like, like I said, so Greg Bunting, as an example, he, uh, He's probably thrown it the most out of anybody on on uh, the planet, and he swears by it. Really? Don't sleep on it, guys. I, and so I got to get one of those too now. Um, and add that to the list. <laughs> I'm writing down over here. So what what would you what do you recommend? And it's one of the things I've wanted to ask you. What do you recommend as a trailer on a buzzbait? Me personally, I don't use trailer hooks or a trailer at all. Okay. I know, I know that's that, you know, teach their own. I know a lot of people that swear by trailer hooks, swear by trailers. Mm-hmm. Me personally, and this same with my dad, you know, I pretty much, I've listened to a few of your things as well. And, you know, talked about your dad a few times where I've learned anything to do with fishing. I've pretty much learned from my father mm-hmm. and, you know, I take his word pretty serious and he, he swears up and down that, you know, he's done it every which way. And he doesn't, he does swears He does not see a difference in the bites with throwing a trailer versus non-trailer. Um, you know, I'm not going to say you don't get swiped at and you don't miss a few where if you probably had just a trailer hook and no trailer at all, you might've caught that fish. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, if it's a big one, you generally are, you're going to land it. Is, is that more along the lines of, because I know I've gone back and forth using different trailers and I find that a, a, if, cause I, I do, go to a trailer but it's usually a very small swim bait uh just because mm-hmm. i want to get that thing up as quickly as possible you know you're you you spend all that effort getting that thing right up to the bank without hopefully throwing it up against a rock or into a bush yeah. and getting it up and getting it working as quickly as possible i found is is super important with a buzz bait so yep as soon as that thing touches the water you want it spinning immediately yeah that that is the key so that's great info, and uh, I'm going to be taking that into consideration as well. I mean, it's such a good-looking bait anyway, and what it's doing on top, for me anyway, like that's that's really the draw, obviously. That's what it's made for. So, um, mm-hmm. But, yeah, like I, I, I totally see where that is, and, and I might be taking a page out of your dad's book. And so next trip out, no trailer. I mean, you know, try it. You know, try it maybe like I would say for somebody that, you know, is, undecided just commit for a full day commit for a full day of your next trip whether you're going to do trailer or no trailer just do it the same way all day and then go out the next time and do the opposite you know and then try to compare your uh, your outcome i guess mm-hmm. um i i do know um you know as some people know so like jared lintner throws the throws these uh buzz baits mm-hmm. quite often and he loves the baby double buzz. And I, I know he's, you know, he might be upset that I'm going to say this, but 
I know he throws it with a uh, Zoom Z Craw Junior on it all the time. Okay. And with a uh, just a one ot one ot straight like worm hook as a trailer hook. Do the double buzzes get up on plane quicker than a single? Um, I think so. Yeah. Um, you know, the single. You know, I'm not going to say my bait doesn't land upside down sometimes. You know, there is certain tunings you can do to it. You know, the the closer you bend the top the blades up in like more of a V, the less it's going to flip over. Mm-hmm. And then you you can you know people like I was out with my buddy Scott over the weekend, and he bends them so tight where the bays are clacking together. And that's just how he lo- likes it, and there's nothing wrong with it. You know, teach their own. Mm-hmm. I I do more of a, a wider, um, wider spacing on my blades. Um. I'll post some pictures later, and uh, that's like a wrap up, I guess. No, I mean that's like a some. that's like a whole thing in itself, and you know, thinking about tuning them, you know, and I've done a little mm-hmm. bit. I try not to go too crazy with how I bend those blades. Uh, I've I've found that once you get them, like like I said, you your your buzz baits are pretty solid. They don't even if I beat the heck out of them on structure or whatever I'm doing, um, I don't they don't come out of tune really easy. I've had the blades for a long time. Um, as far as singles buzzes go, I've sold a few to a few buddies um, to test, and I just haven't put them on the website yet. But I do have the uh, quad plastic blades for like single buzz, so okay. I will be uh, will be uh, putting those on the website soon as well. Right. They don't come as you know they come in black and like this clear with the, like a glitter in it. But uh, okay, you know I've had a few of my friends uh, had some good luck with those as well that I've been testing with. I think it's cool. I think it's cool that you're, you know, you're, you're, you're keeping that solid foundation, what your dad made. And then, you know, you know, expanding the offerings, which is what any good bait company does, you know, it's like, you know, the old saying, you know, why, why, why mess up a good thing, you know? Right. And, and yeah, you're, you're keeping that, you're keeping that foundation, that core, and then trying new things, which I mean, like I said, now I've I've got a, a whole nother list of things I got to buy. So thanks, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sorry about that. <laughs> Keeps me busy. Keeps That's me right. Busy. That's right. So let's get into some of your recommendations for best conditions on throwing this bait. Um, okay. You know, what as far as weather, as far as water temp, whatever you like. When is the time where you're like I'm throwing this? all day or what's the the structure you're looking for that you're throwing it around so you know my backyard's the delta basically mm-hmm. um and then but my dad does a little clear lake so I, I fish a lot of clear lake and a lot at the delta um both fish somewhat similar you know you can argue that they're fairly similar in structure and toolies and whatnot but um so for instance, I went out on Saturday with my buddy and, and, uh, we went out first light, you know, before it's even before sun up, and we pretty much t- targeted Thule points, you know, so it was, it was a high tide at like 5 a.m., which was perfect for me. Um, we wanted to hit the outgoing tide that morning and, uh, we pretty much went from little Thule point to Thule point and just on the inside of those points, it was almost every single one we hit within one to three casts was a fish and that was just and we were just throwing both of us were just throwing a double buzz both throwing a, a different color he was throwing black and red and i was throwing this uh shad with a little chartreuse and purple in it dude right on 
And you and just um, segued perfectly into the Delta report I was going to ask you about. <laughs> You're a pro. But, uh, yeah, as far as water temp, um, me personally, I, I don't throw it till the water is about 60 degrees. And then, you know, sky's the limit all through summer. Mm-hmm. But uh, once that water temp hits 60, then I'll start throwing top water. And, you know, for for biased reasons, I'll throw a buzz, you know, 90% of the time just because I'm stubborn and just want to prove a point, you know. Yeah, but yeah. I, I do throw a frog. I do throw, you know, a popper from time to time. But 90% of the time, if I'm throwing top water, it's the double buzz for sure. Well, that's that's me. So, I mean, I, I think there there is just something so cool about, about throwing the buzz bait. I don't know what it is. What do you think it is about that bait? I mean, because there you guys, there's guys like Wheeler who throw it constantly, um, mm-hmm. and I don't know. I I feel like you can throw the Whopper Plopper. A lot of people throw the Whopper Plopper. I've had really good success on the Whopper Plopper, but for whatever reason, I prefer the Buzz Bait. And why is that? <laughs> What's so satisfying um, about throwing that bait? <laughs> I don't know, man. Like, um, so. Years ago, I mean, so my dad used to live down here in the Delta area, and then he moved up to Clear Lake. Mm-hmm. So I grew up, you know, fishing the Delta since probably the early 90s. And he would take me out, you know, when I'm 12, 13 years old. We would all, during the summer, we'd always go out right about an hour before sunset, you know, and so um, we'd find a rock wall that he'd like to go to or whatever. And there, there was one trip in particular when I was a kid, I was probably 13. And we were getting eaten alive by mosquitoes because it was, you know, the sun had just set. But, man, it was literally every cast. We must have caught, you know, 50 fish in 30 minutes. It was was insane. (laughs) And ever since then, I've never been able to put a buzzway down. You know, that was before he was even building them, you know. But it it got me hooked. Yeah, I mean, it's it's such a cool bait. Um, I love the way it tracks. I love the the way yours – for whatever reason, for me, I get the perfect little bubble trail. I can set it up just right to it where it has a little bit of a left-hand turn so I can really get into some structure and hit things. And um, I just have so much fun. And me and Ryan Cook have talked about this. Like, even if I'm not catching a lot of fish, like, I think I'll force mm-hmm. it a lot because I just love throwing it. I, I, yep. I love trying to hit those spots and then just make that perfect presentation because you never know when it's going to happen. And when it does, it's so satisfying. Unless you, unless and you, I think unless that's you half the, the fun. Unless you miss the bite. Yeah. No, it is. It is. That anticipation. Like, Absolutely. I mean, you get, the, I get my adrenaline going just, you know, thinking about, okay, there's got to be a fish right here. There, you know, it's got to be, got to be, you know, you, you're just waiting for that, that hook, you know. Do you know how many got to be's I've said? Just, just two weeks ago, <laughs> I was throwing that thing like crazy. A guy was just like, I don't know, man. It's like, you've gotten one bite and you missed it earlier i don't think it's gonna happen for you i'm like but there's got to be one right here there's got to be one right here you know and i guess uh you know one other thing i would say about throwing a you know buzz bait in general is don't always think you have to throw it in open water you know so like for you know like we're talking about uh for the delta report so when we went out on saturday we went out what was fourth of july sunday yeah. Yeah. So we went out 4th of July morning. So Sunday morning and Scott and I are both in the same mind. He loves throwing the double buzz too. So 
don't be afraid to pitch it in those little pockets where you're only going to get three or four blade turns, but that's sometimes that's all it takes. Mm-hmm. You know, there's, there's going to be a fish there. So don't be afraid to pitch it into little, little pockets. And, you know, as long as you can get those blades to turn a couple of times, it's gonna, you know, cause a, a fish to strike. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It doesn't always have to be those open lanes and, you know, it's, it's, I don't want to say weedless, but it's decent, you know? Yeah, unless you've got a lot of that, like, what they call it, like, filamentous algae, or, like, that really fine stuff that'll kind of get between the blade and the um, and the wire, it'll kind of catch in yep. there. If you can stay away from that stuff, and if it's thicker stuff and with holes in it, like, I'll throw it in there all day. Like, no problem. Exactly. You know? Absolutely. So, wrapping up, because you've, you've given us a great uh, little Delta report that, that's uh, obligatory... You come on and talk about your buzz baits, but you gave us a little bit about what's going on in the Delta. So I appreciate that. Did you guys throw anything else? Yeah. So, As a day uh, one? so yeah, so we, we went out, you know, like I said, first light through the, but both of us, him and I were throwing the buzz till about seven thirty, eight o'clock. So the first two, three hours, I mean, we probably caught it, you know, a dozen. And then the bite, just the top water bite just completely died. I mean, just shut off like a switch. It was just couldn't couldn't find one, couldn't couldn't buy a fish, you know. So I switched to a frog. I had one blow up, and then I threw that for about thirty more minutes, and that was it. And then uh, he tied on, and he was just flipping a little some kind of creature bait. I don't know what it was, mm-hmm. and he actually never had one. But uh, I tied on a chatter bait and uh, immediately started catching fish. About. I would say 8.45, 9 a.m. You know, the tide's pretty moving pretty well at that point because I think low tide was at 1, I want to say. And we're in, like, the middle river area around Holland. Mm -hmm. And uh, so tide's pretty ripping pretty good. And literally second or third cast chatterbait just started catching fish immediately for the next hour, hour and a half. And then we started getting hot, and we we had already been out early, so we just made it a quick trip. Awesome, man. But, uh, yeah, so if someone's going to go out, I would definitely throw topwater first thing. And then, uh, you know, I had pretty good success with the chatterbait. That's standard delta. Or Standard delta. The standard delta, yep. But, uh, or, you know, Clear Lake for that matter, too. Uh, yep, yep. <laughs> I would, I would have done the same thing. And uh, don't just throw the frog. You can throw the buzz bait as well or the double buzz. So. Yes, sir. Last thing, what do you think it is? And I know we've talked a little bit about, you know, you've been making these for a long time and you, you still stick with your dad's recipe. What is it that, that sets uh, Brabic Buzzbaits apart from uh, the other Buzzbaits out there? Um, You know, so there, you know, so I would say my, I don't want to say, you know, I don't, I'm definitely not going to talk you, bad about it. It's you, Mike. It's, it's, it's you, Mike. It's your, it's your, it's your loving, tender touch. Yeah, it's, it's my it's my love and attention. Um, no, so it it's honestly the the dimensions of what my dad came up with mixed with the wire diameter. So it if you compare it to a a DNM um, whatever their big bubble buzz is called, I forget what it's called. Um, that is a tank. I mean. It's mm-hmm. considerably heavier. It's got heavier gauge wire. Now, my main wire is the same thickness, but the wire that the blades are on 
because that's all hand bent. I I buy eight inch wire stock in a certain diameter, and I hand bend all of these and hand tie them. Yeah. So the diameter that I'm using is slightly smaller because my dad had tried. He's tried multiple different wires in the past. I mean, we're going back a decade. Yep. Um, it's this small wire diameter, and it's the resonation that the wire produces. It just it just works. I don't, I don't, I don't know what else to say. Just when, when he came up with this build, he was like, this is it. Like, you know, I, I challenge, you know, anyone to at least give it a chance. Definitely clear Lake. Um, it, that thing is dialed up there. It yeah. is dialed in. I can't wait to get up there and, and use it. I mean, I, Last time I was there, I did not have it on me and and did not use it. But uh, the next time I go, for sure, it's, it's going to happen. And I know the frog bite up there, the popper bite up there is just crazy right now. I was just talking to somebody who's up there right now. And, yeah, know, I've been seeing a lot of frog pictures lately. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, double double topwater hookups and forty fish days. I mean, not a whole lot of size, but uh, but they're definitely catching them. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm actually trying to go up there in like two weeks three weeks well great maybe you can come back on and give us a report anytime man appreciate it i appreciate you coming on man it was great talking to you about this and and uh yeah i'm i'm just glad that i finally got you know a, a bait maker here locally on it's something i've wanted to do since i started the podcast you know six seven months ago and and uh yeah you're the first and i appreciate you doing it awesome yeah happy to be here well i will let you go sir i'm gonna go uh i'm gonna go on a date night with my wife now hey gotta gotta keep the wife happy (laughs) that's right that's right or else i can't do this anymore hey mike (laughs) thank you buddy thanks for making a great product and uh everybody out there man go check them out on instagram what is it what's your instagram handle the brabic buzzbaits and then you're probably on facebook too as well same thing right yep brabic buzzbaits or they can you know my personal is also michael brabic um just hit me up and then uh or I got BrabicBuzzBaits.com is my my personal site. That was the next. And they are, you know, I will. They are the baby buzz are currently available on Tackle Warehouse as well. Oh, right on! I didn't know they were on Tackle Warehouse. Well, there you go. Yep, they All are right. available. I just uh, just sent a restock last week. Sounds good, buddy. All right, thank you, sir. You know, it was bound to happen. I mean, I've been talking about it for a while. I love. They're buzz baits. I love the buzz bait in general, but I really do like the Brabic buzz bait. Mike's a super nice guy. Was kind enough to come on. And, uh, yeah, might be part of this little giveaway. Who knows? Might be some double buzzes in the future for somebody out there. I know I'm going to have some, and I'm looking forward to using them. Thanks, Mike. You're the man. Next up, Brandon Yang. Brandon Yang, uh, Partners with Mark Kobe, who we had on a couple weeks ago. Uh, Mark's a avid angler now on the Delta, but spends a lot of time up in the mother load as well. And so it was cool to have Brandon on, talk about the other side. So we talked about Kobe, the ying. Now we got the yang. And, uh, yeah, he, he dropped some really cool, really cool juice here because he's throwing some things on Don Pedro that I don't think a lot of people are. They're not talking about it, but Brandon was cool enough to talk about it. And, uh, I had a blast. Let's do it. All right, everybody. 
Got Brandon Yang on the phone. Brandon, thanks, buddy. What's going on, Joel? Same old stuff, man. You had a good day today. Uh, yeah, Pedro. Uh, you know, like you said earlier, it's been a you know a tough nut to crack. But um, what I've been finding out is uh, once you find the fish, man, it's pretty much game on out there, brother. Right on, and and yeah, you're good at finding those fish, especially out at at, at Pedro. You know, um, yeah. throughout this year, the tournaments that that we haven't fished a lot of tournaments together. You've been in the central, um, but earlier on in the year, I would have I'd be having a tough time, and you're like, oh well, we we found them, no problem. So we'll talk <laughs> we'll, we'll talk about that here soon. Um, first and foremost, congrats on the AOY in the central BBT. If anybody doesn't know. Uh, Brandon is the other side of the relationship. We had Mark Kobe on a couple weeks ago. Um, those two uh, tore it up in Central, so congrats, buddy. Thanks, y'all. I really appreciate it, man. Yeah, dude. So before we get into everything else, uh, start off by telling all the people out there uh, who you are, where you're from, where you fish, all that good stuff. All right, I'm Tom Brandon Yang. Uh, I was actually raised in, uh, born and raised in, or I was born up north of Crescent City. Uh, started fishing when I moved down to Porterville, which is a small town in Tulare County, about, uh, I'd say like an hour and a half south of Fresno. And, uh, you know, just kind of started fishing. We lived like five minutes uh, by the lake, Lake Success, mm-hmm. and uh, started, started my roots right there, man, and then kind of, you know, moved around, uh, moved to Sack for a little bit, uh, fished like the Berryessa area a little bit, and I recently moved to uh, Ceres, which I live in now, and I've been fishing them other lakes for probably, I'd say, about a year now. Yeah, and so. you and, and Mark kind of were in the same boat, um, for lack of a better term, as far as coming into to Pedro with a lot less experience than a lot of the guys that you fished with in the BBT this year and you guys found oh, some, yeah. some really good success though. And what do you attribute that to? Uh, 110% you're right. You know, like, uh, we came in at BBT, um, you know, long story short, uh, our main goal was to pretty much, I was a new kid in town, you know, I just moved here and I was just, my, our main goal was like just to make connections, you know, cause we didn't have really any friends out here. I was like, Hey man, it'd be cool. Like just do a tournament and like meet new people and stuff like that. And, uh, mm-hmm. You know, like, my second goal past that was just to finish middle pack or just kind of see where we, like, um, see if we could hang with the locals pretty much, essentially. Um, You know, I wasn't really expecting to uh, do as well as we did. We're very fortunate of that. But um, going back to your question, what really attributed to it was I think it's history. Um, Because since us being so new to the area, we were very – I had a very – I had a goal of – being very open-minded um i knew i knew like you know the doll doc talk and stuff like that and especially on pedro i'm like oh yeah you got to go to ramos you got to go to Fleming, uh rogers or whatever like that um so just being the new kid on the block man i think i just kind of took it with a grain of salt and uh we had a very open mind and we didn't have any history on the lake so i think that really helped us out throughout the season yeah i mean you, you guys fished a lot you were doing a lot of pre-fishing you, you just were taking it serious you know i mean we yeah. talked to Mark, not too serious, because Mark's pretty laid back, and he's like, "Oh, it's just fishing." But I mean, he takes it. Yeah. he takes it as serious as anybody else. But I love the way that he kind of lays it off, like, "Oh, it's just fishing." But he's he's out yeah. there getting after it, and you know, when we talked, he's just like, "Yeah, 
You know, I was the more like laid back one. Yang was like all about it. <laughs> I'm like, uh, well, oh yeah, man. Uh, yeah, I mean, he, he he calmed me down a lot, man. Uh, I was just so juiced because I love it so much, and uh, I'm, I'm extremely passionate about it. I mean, I'm sure he is too, but I just, you know, I just get so worked on it, and I'm just like, oh man, dude, like, you know, you know how it is, dude. Yeah, yeah. No, yeah. and I, I think what's really cool is like the making connections thing because that was something. You know, when I first started this podcast, you were one of the first people I think I connected with on uh, yeah. social media when I, no one was following really. And, you know, and that was really cool. And that was kind of what kept me going and keep doing this thing was it really did come down to the connection because I wasn't doing it for money. And I was like, well, what, yeah, what am I doing it for? And it kind of it was like covid boredom. And then it turned into like <laughs> really, really like meeting a lot of really cool people in the fishing community here, especially in central California. Um, yeah. But yeah, man, I mean, fishing the tournaments was fun. I mean, you just meet so many cool people, but then oh, you guys got sure. that bonus where you're, you know, you want it, you want it pine flat, which is that came down to ounces, you know? Mm-hmm. And yeah, it's pretty cool, man. Yeah. Yeah, we had I had a little bit of history there growing up in, in Porterville. For sure. Yeah. I was going to uh, say, I was going to say, so I'm from Fresno. You're from you're from Peeville, and yep. my actually my my uh, my brother's wife is from Porterville, like born and raised. So I've been out mm-hmm. there. I've done some dove hunting out there, and um, oh yeah, yeah, man, that's the that's the heartland of California for sure. Oh yeah, yeah. So yeah, I had a little history there, and you know, I we pre I, I pre fished two days, and then Mark came up. We pre fished the third day, and I kind of. I didn't really have anything to go off of, so I kind of just fished history, main like stuff. And then uh, Mark had that clutch move around like 2.30, uh, 30 minutes before weigh-in with that three-pound spot. So, I mean, that kind of sealed the deal for us right there. Yep, yep. So, and, I mean, they're there in that lake. I mean, you see the threes and the fives, and you don't see a lot of big fish come out of there. It's a lot like Millerton, yeah. I think. Um, oh, yeah. And uh, I think it fishes the same. I haven't fished Pine Flat in years, and generally when I was up there, I was fishing for trout. But, um, but I know Millerton, and, and it's it seems like it's the same type of deal. You can fish all day and have cookie cutter, cookie cutter one and a halfs, and then you'll just stumble upon a, a three plus. You know. Yeah, that's pretty much what we did that day. Yeah. Right on, man. Um, tell us about Don Pedro now. You're gonna you're you're a man this week. I'm we're giving Ryan Cook uh, a week off. Uh, we know that the bite up at Maloney's has been really good. It still is. Um, guys posting photos every day of of you know solid fish, um, mm-hmm. top water. You know, it really you can catch them a lot of ways. You just got to find them and you get into them and, and they're there. Don Pedro, what was the deal today? Because like you said, you kind of run into to packs of them and it's kind of that time of year. How'd you do? Yeah, man. Yeah, so Pedro, I've been out there at least, um, you know, work's been a little busy, but I try to get out uh, at least once a week, sometimes twice a week. Uh, it's been kind of hit and miss for me. Um, it could be different for other people, obviously. Um, but I noticed uh, I went out today, and I, you know, once you really, I, I really noticed that the fish are really bunched up mm-hmm. uh, right now. And they're bunched up on the spot within a spot okay to say for like a bag uh like a better word yeah um so you know usually like roll up to a point right and 
I, you know, I say like, you know, 75, 80% of people like throw up the point, they nose in on the point and then they throw like right onto the tip of the point. Um, today I kind of noticed that they're kind of just like on the edges of them. Uh, they're not really on the, on the tips of them today. Um, so they're kind of like in the back cuts of them. And, uh, once, once I saw, you know, a couple of marks in my graph and, you know, here comes a couple more and, uh, that's pretty much what it is. Uh, right now, just running uh, main lake points. I've been running main lake points. I've been kind of staying out of the creeks. Um, I kind of wish I'd go to the creeks because all the boat traffic has <laughs> been knocking yep. me around a lot. Yep. But, but, uh, but yeah, for me, uh, I've been fishing, you know, like pretty much, pretty much the main lake channels and, and stuff like main lake points and stuff like that. Um, I noticed that last week, I, uh, I noticed the same thing, uh, as, as today, pretty much. There is a shallow topwater bite going on, but it is pretty much non-existent unless you have wind. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ber- Berkeley Chapo, you know, your uh, whopper ploppers. Uh, I haven't really been doing really too well on the walking baits. I'm not sure why. I've been throwing the Strike King Sexy Dog and then the Rover and stuff like that. And I think they just want something pretty quick. Uh, I haven't really tried throwing a buzz bait around yet, but I might try that maybe... Uh, here in a couple of days, but yeah, so there's a, there is a top water bite window in the morning. Uh, like in the mornings, I think the water temp sit, this water temp sitting around like 79, 80, and then it starts warming up pretty quick during the day. And then that's when I'll start to pull off. Um, but I do notice that there's a lot of suspended fish between zero and 15 feet, mm-hmm. uh, one to 15 feet. And, um, they're pretty rough to catch because I've noticed that they're just so honed in on the shad right now. Um, that I'd be like, I mean, I mean, I posted a video uh, last week when I, I was just hanging out in the cove and they're they're blowing up, and you just kind of like get lucky and you cast towards a that was a cool video towards too. Some boils, yeah, that yeah, was cool yeah. Video. You know, I just kind of stumbled upon them and got lucky, you know. But then once once that's over, they're pretty much gone and they're scattered and they're pretty, pretty much just suspending in the shallow water. So I noticed that a little bit today and then last week, so. Um, I had a main goal today. I pretty much just threw like bigger baits today. Mm-hmm. Um, just trying to, just kind of getting ready for TOC a little bit. Um, just trying to get, I mean, it's, it's, it's really early TOC is in October, but I just kind of want to get, uh, familiar. I just want to try to find a better caliber of fish. Um, uh, because I think when October rolls around with TOC, I think me and Mark are just going to swing for the fences. Uh, we're not, we don't really, we're not really too worried about. I mean, obviously want to catch a limit, but I think we're just going to go big or go home. Um, Hell yeah. Yeah. It's a good <laughs> yeah, plan, I mean, man. Uh, yeah. So like, we're just kind of like, you know, we're, we're throwing some baits and stuff like that. I've been kind of like looking at, at key areas, but, um, but anyways, back to what I was saying, like today I pulled out deep. Uh, I pulled out, I wasn't fishing anything less than I'd say 25 feet. I was fishing from 25 feet all the way to 60 feet today. And, uh, the, the, the better fish were there, the better today, the better fish are there. Um, up shallow, you can throw an underspin. Um, surprisingly, I, you know, I, I caught a couple on a jerk bait today, underspin. They're just pretty much rats. And I was like, yeah. you know what, you, it, it's, it's fun. It's, I mean, it's fun, but I pulled out deep and, uh, how I fish Pedro, I think, uh, I fish a little bit differently. Um, today I was, pretty much deep cranking. Um, okay. I don't see a lot. I don't see a lot of people deep cranking on Pedro. I mean, I could be wrong, but 
Um, I, I, you know, the, the mega bass deep six yep. killer out there. And, uh, and I'm speed cranking, uh, I'm burn, 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 pause, um, trying to trigger the reaction bite. The reaction bite was okay in the morning and then it kind of just died off, um, later in the day. Um, but, and then, uh, the other thing I was just jacking them on today was, uh, a 12 inch, uh, ribbon tail worm. Hell yeah. And, uh, yeah. yeah, just, just something a little different, you know? Um, you know, everyone, you know, a lot of people know, obviously like, you know, the tubes, the jigs, uh, the drop shot work at Pedro, but, um, I try to mix it up, you know, and we, we kind of did that. Me and Mark kind of did that through the season and that kind of helped us out too. You know, just throwing a little bit different stuff to just well, giving it a different, uh, different feel. Yeah. I mean, and you have that in your back pocket, right? I mean, you guys mm-hmm. did really yeah. well on the jig throughout the season. Uh, when I talked to you, that was like, and it really is a staple out there, right? Um, Oh yeah, for sure. But I think it's really. I, th- I mean, I think it's a lot of fun, and I mean, you're not going to know unless you try, right? So, throwing a big oh, yeah, worm. Yeah. I was talking. I was just talking to Austin about this this weekend. I didn't get out fishing, but I was talking to my brother-in-law. Um, just like throwing that bigger worm out. Mm-hmm. I just I, I like throwing that. Well, it came up because like we were talking about, and I think uh, Eli NorCal angler angler on uh, on Instagram posted a. Uh, a photo of a, of a like a it was like probably like a ten pound carp that ate a chatterbait mm. out on the delta, and I, and he's like, oh, I thought it was a PB, and I I had the same thing happen to me at Coyote where I had a, I had a carp eat a ten inch worm, and uh, yeah, what a fight, and for like for sure thought like this is it, this is the double digit right here. And, <laughs> This is that's it her. Was, it was the most disappointing like thing ever, but it was fun. Uh, but yeah, once you th- saw that orange, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, throwing that ten that that ten inch or twelve inch worm, I mean, uh-huh. it's it's a bigger bite thing, but it's still more of a finessey presentation, and and it's something yeah. I've never thrown at Don Pedro, but it's cool that you threw that around. Did you get any bites on that? Yeah, I uh, I caught uh, maybe about like ten fish on it this uh, today, like late morning. Uh, the biggest one maybe went maybe three and a half, but it was just better, a little bit better, better caliber of fish, you know, like you weren't catching those rat spots. I, every single fish I caught on that today was a black, Yeah, um, yep. which is pretty key when it comes to game day, I, in my opinion, unless, unless you're running into like three, three and a half pound spots consistently, but you know, the two and a half pound blacks, uh, you know, your, your, your three pounders, your three and a half pounders, you know, that that's pretty good. Um, it is a pretty slow bite. I mean, I don't want anyone to go out there and throw a 10-inch Berkeley Power Worm and jack jack 35 fish, you know. But uh, once you find them, you know, they're, they're pretty much set up. They're set up to where, you know, they're, they're on the rock piles, they're on the boulders out there. Um, but, but the angles is, is pretty key right now, for, for me at least. Yep, yep. And this is, yeah. where, this is where it really all comes down. You can tell anybody what you're fishing. But if you're not fishing in the right spots during this time of year, good luck. Yeah. Good luck. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that's why, you know, that's why I like, you know, I'm glad to come on here and, and uh, share a little juice, man, because, uh, I, you know, I could say one thing and then, you know, people can do the, whatever they want. And, you know, like, it's kind of like that whole dog dog thing. Oh, they're biting on, you know, ribbon toe worms and you can go out there and not catch anything. Right. So. Yeah. And you think you know, someone's. Whatever. Yeah, whatever they, you think someone's yeah. BSing you, but. Yeah. I mean, you know, I mean, whatever, you know, whatever I can do to help it, help anyone out, you know? Yeah. I mean, and that's the thing really. I mean, you can tell people like, Hey, these, these are baits that do work 
we could go down the mm-hmm. list, man, of everything that Ryan's talked about and that you've talked about, and there, that's a long list of baits. But mm-hmm. like I said, you're you're not gonna you have to spend time on the water. You have to find yeah your places. You have to find your spots, and most importantly, I think you you really nailed it. You got to find your angles, and yeah, there's a reason it's called angling. <laughs> there's a, yeah. Very specific reason. It is. It is. It is, man. And it, and then uh, what I found today was it was kind of kind of dependent on the bait too. It, you know, like so I was throwing the that twelve uh, inch uh, power worm on a Carolina rig, but they did not want that dragon uphill because when me mark fish or when I fish, we usually you know we sit up a point and you see you know some people that will sit off the point. We'll literally power pull down on the shore. Yep. And we'll spot lock on the point and we'll cast out with jigs or, you know, whatever. Today, they kind of just wanted that different angle. You know, they wanted that, that little bit, you know, I was, I was sitting out in like 60, casting like 45, 50. And they wanted that little, that kind of like pair belt, the, the pendulum effect of that Carolina rig because that, you know, that worm would kind of like just slowly drift down. That's when I get my bite. I did, I almost like had no bottom contact today with bites. It was kind of just dragging off and just slowly rolling down rocks downhill and then that's when they would kind of pick it up. Yeah. yeah. And, and Ryan talks about that having a fall bait and like when they mm-hmm. fall and especially this time of year I would, I mean there's got to be some kind of thermocline. I don't know if it's like turned over quote unquote but if you're yeah. pulling that thing uphill and the water starts to get warmer these fish are like oh screw that. It's nice and cool down here. Like I'm yeah. not even going to go after that. Yeah. Like, yeah, there's a million reasons why it could be that that's the reason, but the angle of the dangle is is very. Important. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, and then um, also know this time of year it's a little tip. Um, I mean, people probably heard it too, but like when you were fishing a jig or you know any kind of like bottom contact big, I got a lot of bites today. Like I was being a dummy and like I missed I missed like, quite a few bites. But like this time of year for me, um, leave your jig out there or leave whatever you got out there. If you miss a bite. Don't reel it in, like, right away. Yeah. And then I missed I missed a couple bites today, you know, um, on a jig early in the morning. And I was like, huh, that's weird. You know, like, whatever. And then I start. I like to stroke a jig this time of year. I mean, the water is warm. I don't really like to drag a jig this time of year. I will, but I like to pop a jig, really, this time of year. The water is warm. It's like 80 degrees. You know, mm-hmm. The fish are active. They want, they're chasing down stuff. Yep. Um so I like to rip a jig, and I'm like, I'm hard ripping hard, like almost like a flutter spoon kind of deal. Um, and you know, it, it, it's a, it's a fun bite, man. Man, look at you, yeah. changing things up, ripping jigs like Just flutter change. spoons. You know, yeah, flutter flutter spoons. Yeah, <laughs> Just, that's all. Awesome, I got dude. you, man. I, I gotta, I, mean, I gotta, that... I gotta do, I gotta do something. <laughs> no, you come, you're coming with the real juice now. Yeah, tell like because. Yeah. For all the jig fishermen out there, I mean, there is a thousand ways to throw a jig. I usually throw a jig one way, but like what you said, when if you miss that bite, and Ryan said this a million times too, and it stands, you miss a bite on a jig, do not pull that jig back up to the boat. Like yeah. that's like slack up. That yep. is like uh, what's the what's a good analogy for that? It's like you've like done all the work, you've put yourself there, you get a bite, and the worst thing you can do is like you miss. You miss the bite, and then you just reel your jig in real quick. It's like, no, man, you're there. Yeah. You're already there. Yeah. Like, just wait. Give it, like, 10 seconds. You're, yeah. 
50% of the time you're going to get another bite. Oh, yeah. And then the way I see it, you know, like I'd say like 90% of the time it's the same fish because if you, you know, if you go on YouTube and watch those underwater videos, like those smallmouth, like hitting those crawdads, I mean, they miss them half the time. Yeah. You know, or they'll just pick them up up and move them. And then, yeah, pick them up and move them. And they'll come back. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like, you know, like, you miss a bite, don't reel it in, because that's your first instinct, right? You're like, oh, I'm going to reel it in the cast back. No, leave it out there, and don't drag it. Stroke stroke that stroke that thing, you know? So just keep, keep it moving. Stroke that thing is the... Stroke that thing, thing. yeah. I'm actually going to yeah. call this podcast for the first time ever. I'm going to name one, and it's going to be Stroke That Thing with Yang. <laughs> stroke, stroke that thing, that yeah. Stroke that thing, Yang. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to keep it like PG, you know, PG thirteen, but uh No, you're good, man. You know. We're still PG thirteen. Kids don't know what we're talking about. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they don't they don't know what's going on. They're like, oh yeah, stroke that jig. All right, I got it. Yep. You know what? Yeah, I'm gonna you know what I'm gonna no. have to do? I'm gonna have to use uh was it REO Speedwagon. Stroke so what was that? Stroke man, stroke <laughs> man. Oh, you, dude, that's a good song. Sorry, I am. I'm yeah. probably gonna have to use it on this one. Yeah, you got to, use, man. Fair that's use. A, that's a good tune. Me and my boys used to party that song all the time. Oh yeah. See. Oh yeah. You can't. Oh, yeah. you, I mean, Valley Boys, they get it down with the good music. I'm telling you. Oh, it's getting, good tunes, man. <laughs> every time I see a five five nine number, I'm like nickel nickel nine. I've lived. Yep. I've yep. lived outside of Fresno now. In two different uh, area codes, and I have not changed my number. My number is still a five five nine. Oh yeah, it's five five nine until I die. You know, until I die. Exactly. You, yep. You listen to that song, and then they call it the Redneck Racing Stripes. You know, all that chew spit <laughs> going out that window right there. I love. That's it. Porterville right there. I love it. Stroke that. Yep. Th- stroking that thing with Yang. Everybody. Yep. So, TOC. When's the date on that? I don't know off top. I think it's like the October. It's like early October, mid October, and I think it's ninth, tenth, eleventh. If I'm not mistaken, it's somewhere in there. It's in October sometime. You're stoked. So with the AOY, now I yeah. know you guys got next year's um, entry fees covered. Do you get the TOC covered? Uh no, we do not. I honestly don't even know how the TOC really works. I don't even know we have to pay entry fee. I'm, we might, but. I'm not sure. It's like our first kind of gig, and mm-hmm. we didn't really know what like Mark was saying. He's like, "Hey, Kevin, what do we get?" I'm like, "Oh, well, you get some wood, and you get all your entry fees paid for next year." And I was like, "Oh, cool!" Like we didn't that's, know, you know, that's, like that's dope. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't think I don't think TOC is uh, is paid for, but we get our little little uh, trophies or whatever during uh, yeah. TOC and stuff. But yeah, so, so we're getting you, ready for that. What are you thinking? You guys are you guys fishing a bunch together uh, up until that point? I know you're obviously out there fishing. It seems like you can't you can't pull Kobe off the delta at this point. No, yeah, he he's he's in love with that place, and I and I and I hate it. And the only reason why I hate it is I'm not good, I'm not good there. Oh, I, I just get tough, so frustrated. Yeah. I'm a, I'm a valley boy, you know. Uh-huh. Uh, but yeah, he's he's always there, and he has his own rig now. So we've been we pretty much fished the whole season out of my uh, my boat, my older yeah. Ranger, and he just bought a new, newer Ranger, so he's doing his own thing for a little bit. But I think when it comes closer, we're gonna get together and start piecing the puzzle a little bit. Uh, 
right now, like I said, for just kind of getting ready for TOC, it's pretty early. I mean, TOC is in October. There's a lot, lot going to change, but just trying to find like new spots and just not trying to like not to run history too much. Um, yeah. yeah. Like I, like I said, spots within. I feel like Pedro, like spots within a spot is huge because um, I've noticed in tournaments, like I go out there and practice, and like, yeah, Pedro's a huge lake, right? Like, I don't think like. Pedro's a huge lake. Going, you get 120 boats out there on a BBT tournament. That lake gets small real quick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's like there's a boat on every point. There's a boat. There's ten boats in Big Creek. There's ten boats in you know Woods Creek. There's you know every creek, especially in the springtime tournaments. You, I mean, uh, this lot. You know, like uh, earlier this spring, we rolled into Woods Creek, ran all the way up north, and I, you know. No BS. There is about twenty, fifteen boats in there. Yep. You know, and we're just like, well, we're you know, have to get, well, let's get in line, you know. Yeah, I mean, yeah. and especially like you said, when there's a hundred boats on the water, there you're not going to find any special place that no one, you know, that no one else doesn't know about. Like you, you're going to have to deal yeah. with that, and part of the deal. But uh, yeah, yeah, man. So yeah, you guys, are, that, like, go ahead. Sorry. Oh, yeah, and I was just referring back to, like, you know, find the spots within the spots, you know, like, just the attention that detail on little things here and there is what we, we kind of keep on this season. So what are you guys going to do about – okay, so controversial topic. Are you going to take Kobe's boat? Kobe's got the new boat. Are you going to take Kobe's boat for TOC? Or are you going to stick with with your boat where you got all the good juice – the good mojo. What's the call? <laughs> I don't know. I think we're probably gonna take mine. Yeah. Because um, she's kind of like old faithful, you know. Yeah. She kind of like got us. Through, she got us through the season. Um, she's an older boat, but I mean, she runs good. And no, you got a beautiful boat, and you take good care of it, so yeah. not a problem. Yeah, I'm pretty. I'm pretty meticulous about it. You know, it's old 1996, but it still shines up like new. But I think we're gonna take mine because I got the, all the waypoints and. Mm-hmm. Stuff like that. Uh, Mark, you know, when we go to the Delta and stuff, Mark Mark has his juice on the Delta. I just, I literally just sat in the back and threw a sink all day, you know. <laughs> That's, me and you need to go fishing on the Delta because you, you, yeah. you can just throw Senkos around. Yeah, I just threw a Senko <laughs> and a drop shot all day, dude. Just sitting there, you know, hanging out. Well, so, you're not you're not alone. Yeah, man. that place that place definitely hates me as well, and I. The thing is, yeah. I've had guys like, "Hey, come out fishing!" Like every weekend, that's like guys where I could go and steal their spots, and I'm not able to go. <laughs> it's like, yeah. Yeah. Um, or at least yeah. go to a. I mean, I've been just starting from the south and working my way up because it's not somewhere that I've fished a whole lot. You know, like I said, Valley, and you know, more Southern Valley. So it's not somewhere yeah. that I fished yeah. a lot, man. I can count on on two hands how many times I fished on the Delta. So. Um, Trust me, I understand that. And so it's pretty cool, you know, for you guys, seeing as you've had so much success on Pedro that that TOC got moved. Seems like yeah, it's we're, fortuitous. Yeah, you we're guys so, should – yeah. Yeah, I mean, like, it, I was so stoked. Cause I thought it was going to be at Orville or at Clear Lake. And at Orville, I haven't really been up there too much. Mark's been up there a little bit. But, you know, I'm pretty sure we could kind of, like, piece something together. But – I mean, we ne- granted we never like took any W's on Pedro, but we, you know, we did pretty well there. And but it, it's only forty minutes away from my house, so put a lot of time in there and stuff. But uh, yeah, when they said they got moved, and I was like, 
yes. Like that's <laughs> it's literally in the backyard. So mm-hmm. um, I, I really think the the ball is in pretty much the locals uh, court right there. And uh, it'll be fun. I, I mean, I'm stoked, dude. I can't, I can't wait. Well, awesome, man. I mean, do you have anything else that you want to um, tell the, the fishermen of, I guess, central California? I was looking, <laughs> I was looking the other day. There are some people in Canada and in the United Kingdom that listen to this, though I have not heard from them. Really? I think they're just they're wow. just, they're just jealous of what we got. They just want to listen in. See what they're, they're just jealous, or they're just like a lost fart in the wind. Like yeah. they're, yeah. you know, <laughs> I don't know. But yeah, man. Um, I you know if you're gonna go to Pedro, uh, keep grinding. Um, I wouldn't even drop the trolling motor down if you run it on a point and you don't see anything. I mean, it's kind of a waste of time. Uh, slow down and just kind of like pick apart the area before you bounce because every every spot you roll to and in my opinion what I'm seeing is they are very congregated on like one specific thing um, in a spot so you gotta just slow down uh, throw some different stuff uh, everyone knows you know, like I said earlier drop shot two jigs sure like I mean I caught a bunch a bunch of fish on the jig but um yeah, just mix it up. I like to mix it up. You know, I don't like throwing the same thing all the time. So, well, you never get good at throwing something else if you throw the other thing all the time, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I yeah. mean, and and yeah, and we yeah. we I think we've beat that horse here, but it is important to go and try different things, and it's cool that you come on here and share that you've tried different things, and uh, yeah, you know, appreciate that, man. Yeah, I'll give uh, I'll give one more. Uh, Juicy tip, Woo! man. We got more. We got bonus. Yeah. P.S. One more, and this is some juice. Uh, if you're not getting been on underspin, go to the old school scrounger head. Mm. Yep. Yeah, I I, I don't you really hear did throw. You threw everything. You threw everything I, today, didn't you? dude. Joel, I'm telling you, I got, I got you know I'm the I'm the new kid on the block. I got to do something. That's cool, man. <laughs> Yeah, the scrounger head is it gives a little bit of change up, you know. Uh, I was throwing a scrounger head on a fluke, so today. So that you know, is... everyone likes throwing underspin stuff. So that's some juice for y'all. Well, it, and the thing is, we do hear a lot about the same old stuff that works on these lakes because they're rocky impoundments, and it's it's the football head jig, it's the you know, it's the drop shot with the smaller worm or whatever. You know, it's it's just cool to hear that that people are throwing different things and. Um, last time I was there, I was, I threw the jerk bait around. I got bit on the jerk bait and I, cause I like throwing the jerk bait, but, um, yeah, yeah. I mean, there's, there's bites to be had out there. You do have to find the fish. Oh, yeah. And once you do, you can be like, you can be like Brandon Yang and just stroke them up on pretty much anything. So thanks for letting <laughs> us know there, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Anyway, I can help out, man. I sure as heck appreciate it, man. Uh, thanks for coming on, and hopefully we can do it again soon. All right. Thanks, Joel. I really appreciate it, man. All right. See you, dude. Okay. Just stroking it. Thanks, Brandon. I mean, you really can't talk to anybody, any of these guys that go out there and fish all the time, and they're really trying different things, and, like, that was a terrible – like, it's always great, and that one was especially great. So thanks, buddy. I think you did a good job filling in for, for Ryan this week in the mother load. We didn't really talk about McClure or Maloney's. I think everyone kind of knows what the deal is. Maloney's is the fire bite. Uh, McClure, good luck. And Pedro really, like, 
kind of in the middle, not only geographically, but as far as bites go, it's kind of right there in the middle. If you can find them, you're going to do well. So that's the summation of the Brandon Yang. Next up, we got Eli Gryanov. You'll probably know him better as at NorCal under slash angler on Instagram. Go follow him if you don't. This dude's out there all the time. He's grinding. He's doing judo. He's going to nursing school. He's running the Blade Runner Bates uh, Instagram and their social media. Just all around awesome young dude. And I really do like having these younger guys on to kind of talk about how they're progressing in their and they're angling, and he's got, he had a heck of a couple of days up at Clear Lake, so he's gonna talk to us about that. So, here we go. All right, everybody, give it up for Eli Gryanov. He's here with us. Did I say that correctly, sir? Yeah, perfect. Right on. <laughs> I appreciate y'all for having me on. Yeah, man. Thanks for coming on. I know you, you had a great day uh, at Clear Lake the last couple of days, and you know, I'm getting towards the end of the week here, and I was like, you know, I don't have a Clear Lake report. Let's see if you want to come on, and you're gracious enough to do it, man. So thank you. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, that lake has been uh, great to me the past few days. It's uh, it's a fun bite. I mean, it's it's a really great topwater bite going on there right now. Um, not, not too many fish, not too many large fish, but um, just so much constant action on topwater. I'm throwing frogs, poppers, spooks, um, whopper ploppers, and uh, they really don't care. They're crushing everything. Um, it's, it's, it's good right now with, um, with college being online, I get to, I get to do class while I'm fishing. So that's, that's absolutely a blessing as well. <laughs> I wish when I was in college that I could fish while I, well, I mean, I did do a lot of fishing, but I wasn't able to like go like places like you get to go to, you go to Clear Lake quite a bit. I know you're going again this yeah. weekend with your pops, man, living the, living the college dream. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, it's just come down time management. Some people don't. I mean, I understand with this COVID situation, but um, for some people, it's it's truly comes down to time management. I'm, it's been it's been good for me. I get to work more, I get to fish a little more while staying full time in school. So, just taking advantage of the situation while I can. Absolutely, man. Well, hey, before we get too far ahead, give a little intro about yourself for people that don't know. A quick uh, a quick hint: if you follow at NorCal Angler, if you're in California, you probably do. This is NorCal NorCal Angler. <laughs> So, yeah, give us an intro yeah. on yourself, man. I appreciate it. Um, guys, my name is Eli. Um, I've been fishing for since childhood. I fish for almost all the species that California has to offer, hence the name NorCal Angler, anything from sturgeon, bass, trout, salmon, crappie. <laughs> we do it all. Lately, I've been really focusing on bass. It's just, it's, I really enjoy it. Um, I am, I'm in a nursing school, so I'm just... Working on working on that as well. Um, I I really love to spend as much time as I can outdoors. <laughs> um, I'm not not. Uh, I fished a few tournaments, but just really trying to become a better angler, learning as much as I can, and absorbing fishing with a lot of awesome awesome great fishermen, and uh, just spending as much time in the water, trying to put in my education on the water. <laughs> yeah, and so your your home water is really the Delta. I mean, you fish the Delta a lot. Um, you're mm-hmm. a pretty proficient stick out there. I know you fished the, the MLF as a co-angler this year. Uh, you want to talk about that a little bit? How was that? Yeah. Yeah. So my, my main intent was, um, just go out there and learn. I know, I know it's, it's not cheap. It's definitely not cheap. It took a while to save up for it, but, um, uh, it, it definitely sped up the learning curve with it. I mean, it's fishing with these 
I mean, notorious fishermen. It's not about taking their spots or, or really figuring out what, um, where, where they go, but it's all about how they approach it because I believe that's the most important part of angling. It's how they approach it, what techniques they use, what exactly that they're looking for because these guys have been fishing longer than I've been alive and, um, I just I I come with open open mind and just try to learn as much as I can and soak in as much information. And what I what I really um <laughs> emphasize is not only looking exactly what they do, but I try to look at what they're doing and and my strength and I try to blend it into um some new ideas, something creative if I can approach something from a different angle or I can use a different color that I've never used and uh, it just opens up a lot of a lot of roads for me. <laughs> yeah, man. I mean, there's and you know, guys will say this, and I've talked to to people like Ken Ma, and it really is. If you can get the money to go and do that, it's a it's mm-hmm. a two to three day guide trip, depending on how well you do. You know, with some of the best yeah, yeah, out absolutely. There. <laughs> so you you get to learn all that stuff, and um, like I said, you know the Delta pretty well. I'm sure you've got your spots. I know you you like to snake some <laughs> from Rios now and then. Um, <laughs> yeah that's that's my good buddy i don't know i feel like i find i find these spots and all, all of a sudden he pulls up there and then uh i don't know the guy just he just wants to fight i mean i tell him i tell him throw the sanko but he never he never believes me i said it's uh well, i guess i guess you want to throw big baits like a man huh does he throw the sanko i can't I can't believe that no no he doesn't do it he, he he never even lets me throw it off his boat but it's okay he's he's a good buddy of mine and uh yeah, uh, but with co-angling, I really do agree. It really does help. I was able to place top ten on the on Clear Lake, and um, it just goes back to um, we just I learned that specifically that tournament just how many fish could be off one point. I mean, off one point, I sat there for just the entire day for eight hours straight, and I caught over fifty fish off one point. It just blew my mind. I never had that happen before, mm-hmm. and uh, it, it every every little detail is always it's always learning experience. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Well, so and also, um, I was going to bring up real quick. So you run the social media for uh, Blade Runner. So you talk about how you, how yeah, you got yeah, yeah. into that, and and talk about Rick and, and Blade Runner a little bit if you want to. Yeah, uh, I was able to fish with one of the pros during the MLF, and he he was good buddies with uh, Rick Teets. He 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 was he stayed with them, and I was able to get in contact with them, and Rick became a good buddy of mine. And Rick's been fishing tournaments for over 40, 50, 60 years. He's been doing it since a long time. He's He, he was one of those old, old Delta sticks and on Clear Lake. He, he's definitely good at what he does. He doesn't fish as much for bass anymore as he, as he does for stripers just because he's tired of catching his little green fish that barely fight at all. And uh, he's all about the big stripers now. But he still, um, he still he has so much knowledge. And the way he approaches things and... He tells me these techniques I've been working 40 years ago. The bass really don't change. They still, they're still fish in the end. And um, yeah, these old tactics. He he just explains to me. He's been a good friend of mine and a good mentor. And um, yeah, we go out there sometimes and just put a beating on the stripers with this crazy good spoons. And um, it's it's been great. And uh, I always try to help out as much as I can. And he's always swamped because it's it's Blade Runner is becoming a really really popular company in the Sacramento region. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of guys that are um, anywhere from NorCal up up in Shasta, up in Oroville, all the way down in SoCal. A lot of guys are ordering specific things from him, and it's it comes down to just helping out as much as I can. I'll go in there and help him out in the shop, make make some a few lures for him, or I just offer to help him on some social media. He says, sure, go ahead. He's, he's, a, he's a very uh, 
kind of carefree guy said, yeah, if you want to, go ahead. So just, I've been helping out as well. And if anyone reaches out to him through social media, I direct it to him and just helping out as much as I can. But he's definitely a good guy, a lot of knowledge, and just fun to hang out with him. <laughs> yeah, and I'm sure you you learn a lot. I mean, it's one of the things nowadays, like there's always a new thing, you know, the, like big companies have to create new things all the time. And so I think a lot of young anglers that are getting into this that don't maybe have some of the older um, mentors or people that they can kind of talk to about some of the old tried-and-true methods. Uh, you know, Ryan Cook's real good about that, where he, you know, he talks about throwing the tube and, like, you just don't see a whole lot yeah. of that because everyone's on the hype bait, you know, like the, the absolutely newest. like like they say it, it, it just it catches um, these baits and all these colors they catch the angler. I mean, right. if you throw a senko, it's if you just need to have that core colors, but <laughs> that's all you need. Bottom line, <laughs> that's it. So, man, hey, mm-hmm. give us a breakdown on Clear Lake. Uh, don't give up too much juice because we don't want to. We don't want people rushing there and messing up you and Pop's trip this weekend, but. <laughs> give us give us what you can how was it out there Wait, when are you posting it will, will i have all the water this weekend <laughs> well I, it'll be it'll be it'll probably be tonight it'll be thursday night friday morning so uh, it's okay to... clear like clear like one of those lakes there's there's really no secrets i mean everyone has their little patterns going but in the Absolutely. end still, the entire lake is a, is a community hole i mean I, I could see a pic. I could see any picture in the background. I could tell you where they are in the lake. It's one of those things where everyone knows. Um, it's been mostly a pattern that's been in the morning. We started off uh, fishing deep rock, well, relatively deep to clear, like a, a couple of feet down. Cause yeah. The water, the water after all, is really low. Um, I launched out of the oaks, and um, the water, the ramp does drop off. Even though I, I, have, I have a tracker, but I backed in a little too much, and I felt my my trailer go off i mean if if it does go off i just gradually pull it up but it it is dropping unfortunately and um i started off just running some deep rock um i i caught a few on the on the jig and, and the dark sleeper as well so that pattern was pretty consistent up until 10 11 a.m once that sun gets up um i wanted to try a different pattern um instead of fishing rock i wanted to try going up shallow and fishing the grass and um I threw that frog up there, and just for my first cast, I got one. I'm like, sweet. That's, I'll take I'll take a frog bite any time. Oh, yeah. Um, let let that fish go. I threw it up there again, and I got a six. I'm like, let's go. And it, um, the pattern is just, it just really figured out. And um, as the day went on, it was just mainly about fishing uh, shadows. So any, anywhere I could find a little bit of shade, they were there. In the early part of the morning, it was just fishing a little bit of the rock and tulies that gave a little bit of shadow pockets. Mm-hmm. And then once... The sun is vertically overhead. I, I ran. I ran. I was running dock shadows. That it, it's still produced. I mean, anywhere I go, as the sun made its way, as it was setting, I was just running and finding that shade. Just make sure um, you you figure out where the sun sets, east and west. And uh, <laughs> it was pretty good. I mean, color really didn't matter. Wherever there was grass, they were eating the frog. Wherever there was open water, I was throwing popper. I was covering flats with um, whopper ploppers. Um, they were just crazy about it. And and then um, I brought so many rods on deck. I was able to catch them all on, on any bait. I, I caught fish on a dark sleeper on on sankos. Can't forget the sankos. They got to get that sanko fish. You got to get, get a couple sanko bites <laughs> in just for good measure. Yeah, yeah. Well, that thump it's addicting. I know it's a lot of small fish, but it's it's an addicting bite. And uh, yeah, my hands are all beat up because it, it was it was really good action. Um, I enjoyed it. Um, I know the bite just this bite just recently turned on i was there about a week ago and i just i couldn't locate them but it must be something about the water the water i found it to be 85 degrees which is 
pretty pretty toasty yeah man <laughs> yeah yeah and um but i i enjoyed it we did a lot of running and i felt like every spot produced i wouldn't say it was it was um anything really specific or a secret but it's just um we didn't catch a lot of big fish like i said our biggest fish um it was it was um about four pounds but nothing over that i i did have one giant bass just about a i mean six pounder just come out out of the grass swipe out my frog and and just missed it completely but they're they're a big fish i just i just didn't run into them um it was a fun day i i enjoyed it and can't wait to get back out there and just have have a little more fun <laughs> there you go man well i'm hoping that you guys get on them this weekend i'd love to see you hoist a six seven eight plus that'd be pretty mm-hmm. cool <laughs> but i know man you Hopefully, gotta you gotta I'm... get going uh i just i definitely wanted to have you on we've talked for a while you've always been a big supporter of the podcast and um i hope you can come on again uh give us some some more you know information and uh yeah, man, keep the good content coming. You're one of my favorite. Yeah, followers. thank, thank oh. you, Joel. Likewise, yeah. uh, keep keep the, keep the podcast coming. There, they come in really nice for the two hour drives to Clear Lake. <laughs> yeah, no, and you're using <laughs> it right. You told you always told me like, man, it's just I'm so glad I have these for the drive. And like, man, like that that makes me feel good. I'm glad I could help that out because it's one of my it's one of the things I I think for most people it's one of the things we detest the most is the amount of driving that we have to do. But it's always nice to have. Yeah, to yeah. To, so. Yeah, yeah, with that clear leg drive. I mean, on the way back, when you put your heart and your entire, all your energy into catching these fish, uh-huh. it's a long drive home, and uh, you need everything you can to uh, concentrate on the road, whether it's the podcast, I always snack on some granolas, and uh, yeah, that's right on. <laughs> right on, man. Well, hey, you get to listen to it uh, either on the way there or on the way back with your dad, So, and, and you're going to be on it, so I mm-hmm. appreciate it, Eli. Thank you. Yeah. Boy, that escalated quickly. Don't act like you're not impressed. That's a great way to wrap it up. Short and sweet with Eli. Thank you, my friend. A lot of good stuff here. I want to thank all the guys that came on. Uh, Mike, Brandon, Eli. I mean, you guys keeping this thing rolling. You really are. Uh, Next week, I'm hoping to get uh, some some of our originals back on. Uh, talking about the Delta, uh, talking about Clear Lake, and maybe we'll have an all-guide uh, episode next week. That's what I'm aiming for, and we'll see if that happens. If it doesn't, well, then it didn't happen. Sorry. Hope you all having a great time out there fishing. Hope you're enjoying the podcast. As always, go like, share, rate, do all that good stuff. I don't think I have anything else. Uh, just be nice to each other, and uh, watch out for jet skis. I heard way too many horror jet ski stories from this weekend and it it makes it real hard to like never mind just be careful of jet skis we'll see you next time see you later skater